I V M. Hello and welcome everyone to an all new episode of IVM Likes. This week, uh, the servants have taken over this episode in terms of uh, Sharanya and me not being here. So it's only me, uh, Navin Narona, that is, if you know who I am or care who I am. And we have Abbas in the studio. He say hi, Abbas. Hi. Abbas is the producer on IVM Likes and a bunch of other shows like My Neighbor Zuckerberg and Rediscovery. We have Alika in the studio as well. Say hi, Alika. Oh, hi. Alika is uh, nicely sitting here and comfortable as much as she wants us to believe that she's not <laughs> but she is she's ready and she's enjoying this episode already uh, all right so happy may the 4th to everybody first yes. of all yes yes may I the 4th be with you may the fourth with be us with all with us all we're all wearing nice Star Wars t-shirts Abbas has Boba Fett on his t-shirt Alika has Yoda and I have Darth Vader so we're all one happy family here and today on IVM Likes, we're going to talk about uh, the the usual recommendation round. We'll, we'll be recommending movies, books and TV shows. And we'll move on to the second episode, second part of the episode, sorry, uh, where we'll talk about it being made the fourth, about yeah. Star Wars and what is our favorite moment or our moments rather. Favorite moments. Abbas moments from... Uh, <laughs> oh, okay then. Okay. This is only between us now. So this is, this is how it's going to be for the next 20 odd minutes. <laughs> Making more puns yes. out of Abbas's name. Oh dear. And Alika's. Oh no. Gupta Gupta. Anyways, so uh, so here we are and uh, first of all we'll go with Alika. Alika is going to recommend a book this week. Oh yeah, so I'm going to be recommending a comic for change, not a book. Uh, This is the comic called Hawkeye written by Matt Fraction and artist David Aja. And it ran from about 2012 to 2015. It's got about 22 issues and if you want to find it, you can find it on the Marvel website. So this is the Jeremy Renner Hawkeye? No. No, then, then? it is certainly not nothing like the Jeremy Renner. I mean Hawkeye. The, the Hawkeye character from yes, Marvel. Rather. Yes, yeah. it is about the same character. Okay, so I guess most of the listeners have seen Avengers. So you know kind of who Hawkeye is, hmm. played by Jeremy Renner. Um, the guy who would have done great in Mahabharat, but was in <laughs> Avengers by mistake. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Like, I mean, I always... We question that like why why a guy with bow and arrow will be eligible for a superhero team where there are gods and then there's Iron Man and stuff exactly and he actually explores this in this series of comics about Hawkeye so uh, this series is about Hawkeye when he's not with the Avengers so when he is just dealing with life on his own for the most part and so he's not fighting like aliens or giant robots and stuff he is basically fighting like the mafia who are trying to take control of his building and you know it's it's really funny it's super heartwarming you see like a lot of the comedic side of Hawkeye which kind of got cut out in the movie and uh, it's also like super like the art is amazing it's Mm. really minimalistic but it's got so much emotion behind it and it's got a lot of cool things which you don't see usually in comic books there is a full issue which is told from the perspective of a dog which Hawkeye rescued oh nice this dog is by the way now dubbed by fans as Pizza Dog so he's already the best character but is the comic book in black and white then? Uh, no but it's got like a different shading and tonality to it from the dog's perspective oh nice that's cool yeah and they have a full issue which is done in uh, American Sign Language Because at some point Hawkeye, spoilers, goes deaf for a little while. (laughs) So, yeah, and it's it's actually a thing about him in the comics. He is deaf for quite a bit of his life. So, um, they did a full issue in sign language. So, that was really cool. It also explores a bit of the relationship, the mentor-student relationship between Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, who also calls herself Hawkeye, but she's a little bit more badass than Clint Barton. Okay, so does he wear the purple costume though in the comics? 
Yeah, I mean, well, he doesn't wear the costume that much, but like you know, because purple is his thing. Like most of his clothes and are purple. And if he's taking like. Obviously, as you said, there's a landowner problem, right? With yeah. The, so, how does he solve these issues? Does he like become the nicer guy, or does he like shoot them off? Uh, he tries to like negotiate with them, and then when the negotiation fails, he goes into a bit more violent negotiation, so which like is called bo- bows and arrows. Correct. They come out then. Yeah. Nice. So, but, so I've read a couple of the issues of this run. Yeah. Uh, you said that this is pretty much separate from what he does with the Avengers and all of that. Yeah. So. How how many issues is the run in in all? It's like twenty two issues, and you are, can read it without having read anything. Exactly, before that's what I was after. coming to. So, um, are there cameos? How how does because the Marvel is known for having these mega events? How did the writers kind of keep Hawkeye away from the mega events that are happening uh, in the rest of the Marvel universe and this particular character? So there are like cameos from like. Iron Man okay. who comes as Tony Stark or Spider-Man okay. as there but they, they, the cameos in this are more like them hanging out together instead right. of actually you know killing bad guys together right. okay. so it's a very like it's kind of familial sort of comic but it's and I guess it takes place in a time frame when there aren't that many okay. massive it's events happening yeah hmm. you can totally read it if you haven't read any other Marvel comics before or after you okay. just if you know the Avengers movie it's good enough and where hmm. does one get this comic book you can find it on the Marvel website as a digital comic or on Comixology and uh, I guess you can buy the issues of Amazon or if you find a comic book store in India please let me know because I'm looking for one too that would be you have to buy it anyways right? yeah that's that's what we are propagating here. Please yeah. buy your comic books. Yeah, yeah. Do not do not download them illegally <laughs> yeah, from please. sites like comicbooks.com. I would com. say if you li- yeah, and I'd say if you like like the first season of Daredevil, the Netflix series, it's kind of really like that. So if that's mm. the sort of aesthetic you mm, want to go mm, for, mm. then definitely read this comic. Nice, nice. That sounds like a good reference point. Yeah. And this actually came before the Netflix yeah. series. Oh. Okay. So they probably looked for inspiration Maybe. there. Yeah. Because yeah. very grungy in its own way, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. So next up we have Abbas. Abbas is going to talk about a TV show this week. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about a TV show. It's uh, a mouthful. So uh, <laughs> try and remember this. The show I'm recommending is called Gautama Gibbons Life on Normal Street. It's an Amazon original. Uh, yes. So the target audience for this show is somewhere around 6 to 12 year olds uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's hard to explain this uh, why I like it without kind of telling a little personal story from my life so I'll just explain it in a gist so my summer vacations in standard 9 and 10 mm-hmm. uh, are like my happy place like if I had to cast a Patronus I would think back to those summer vacations because I had nothing to do so I had these long stretches of afternoon where all I would do is read adventure novels little mm-hmm. adventure novels mm-hmm. all afternoon noon long Mm. and this show kind of recaptures that feel uh, for me right so it's meant for kids but it's very different from your average Disney uh, Hannah Montana Wizards of Waverly Place like for me those shows were like high on sugar all the time because there's so much happening <laughs> this is a much more laid back a much a little I won't say mature but uh, it doesn't dumb down things for kids it's 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 uh, a little more uh, sophisticated I would say so the basic premise of the show is it's three friends uh, the show is called Gautama Gibbons' Life. So there's this guy called Gautama Gibbons. And uh, he has uh, two friends, a boy and a girl called Mel and Ranger. And this, the, the, the trio of them give a very Ron, Harry, Hermione, Harry, Ron, Hermione vibe. Ooh. Which is to say that Gautama Gibbons is like the straight boy. He's basically reacting to whatever is happening around him. Uh, and uh, uh, Ranger is like the 
clown like he gets the funny lines he does the goofy stuff Haan. and mel uh, is the is the brainy one she gets to sort of she comes up how young the, are these kids they they are about pre teens about 12 13 11 12 13 year old and they live on this street called normal street uh but every episode they go on some sort of an adventure now what i really like about this show is that the conflict of every episode is in some way magical or supernatural but if you apply your brain you can see through it like no it's it's not actually that there is a reasoning behind it and the makers and the writers of the show kind of throw the ball in the audience's court that which which version would you rather believe the more magical wondrous uh, version that the kids are, are willing to believe or the boring adult version where you all you can see through the conflict and be like oh no this is this can't happen right oh. so it's like every episode they go on a little adventure and in the end they learn a lesson but it's not like the moral of the story kind of a way it's a, it's it's very sweetly done and i would like to uh, give a special mention to the score the original score is very uh, uh, very nicely done and this, this is the last thing um, so every episode the one thing i look forward to is that uh, in every episode they always have this little subplot which is uh, one of the characters either narrates a flashback or someone narrates a story and in that little um, section they use different methods to recreate that so in mm. let's say someone is narrating a story so they'll go to into a flashback in one episode that flashback will be done through puppets oh. in Ooh. another it will be done through claymation in another it will be done through 2d animation nice. so it's almost like every episode i'm looking forward to what subplot they're going to uh, nice, nice. portray this time that's cool so it's a it's a very uh, it's a very nice it's, it's i won't say don't expect something amazing but if you are let's say if you were into the famous five was a secret seven that kind of a thing yeah. uh, that you want to go into those that little zone of adventure books uh, do check out gotima gibbons life on normal street it's on amazon prime three seasons are out and i think the next one is going to be the last because the kids are growing up yeah. so oh, uh, but, but at, at the end of a tiring day it's a it's a great show to just unwind and you know feel good about yourself yeah you know where the kids don't grow up on Why? tarak mehta ulta chashma oh my god it's a call back to an yeah, earlier episode. episode where navin admitted to a guilty pleasure <laughs> i actually enjoyed tarak mehta and that is not the best thing i'm proud of anyway so i'm going to talk about i'm going to talk about a film that i like okay. uh, this is 2013 movie called coherence it's a sci-fi thriller mm. and uh, it's it's got a very nice classic setup of like friends coming for dinner meeting at a party and uh, they all come together and then a meteor strikes near the house oh. so that meteor strike creates apparently like a multiple dimensional uh, pathway around the house so if you're going to be a character that's leaving the house and going out for some time and coming back they're not going to enter the same house it's going to be in a house in a different dimension oh, okay. that sounds really cool already yeah. this this movie is amazing it, it it's ball tripping crazy because what happens is the relationships start unraveling the the meteor strike is just like a added dimension to the story but what happens really is like the human aspect of it comes out where somebody slept with someone or somebody's lying to someone right. somebody's probably had a baby they dropped or something uh, and didn't tell the husband right. and in the other universe they've told the husband so like all these uh, you know unsureties so they start giving each other color tags to identify who is who oh, okay. and they, they beat each other up you know like a woman has to beat her own husband up to keep him in closer because he doesn't know if it's a husband who left the house or it's come from a different house right so and that's why the movie is called coherence because it's not coherent at all right. it takes a mul- uh, multiple viewing also to get to like this movie right. but in a sense it what what does is it makes you question if the person sitting next to you on a dinner table is really your friend or no in that regard the movie is uh, directed by James Ward Burkett 
uh, I hope he's, <laughs> that's the right name and uh, it's got no famous names as such the actors okay. are probably Molly Sterling is the only person we might have heard of okay. everybody else is primarily like not so famous but the way they've acted in these roles it's mind blowing this movie really blew my mind so I have one question uh, especially with movies like this which mm. have alternate timelines mm. does it have a satisfying ending or it, is does, it, a, it does okay. it probably because one woman isn't the focal of it, oh, okay. the entire story right. so you see most of it from her perspective right. and you get what's happening in the end uh-huh. it's chaos it's always right. chaos Right, but right. then you also are invested in this so much uh-huh. after a point in time where you're like what is happening guys right. so yeah it's, it's a fun movie it's called Coherent it came out in 2013 uh, and is it like a big budget movie no or it's a... not that's what I'm saying okay. the actors and everything it's a very small setup right. like don't even bother showing the meteor strike so right. well it's like they're sitting in the, in the room and some light goes out in the end right. noise so they look out and like oh something happened so okay. the, the budget was not so much spent in in obviously special effects but more in the writing the idea, I believe huh. <laughs> the writing was strong <laughs> yeah. so that's what obviously most movies lack nowadays right, you know exactly. they don't want proper stories but want bigger stars to sell their movies right. and that's where the problem is but yeah definitely check this movie out and uh, so that, that brings us close to the uh, round of recommendations uh, Alika recommended a comic book called Hawkeye by right. Matt Fraction and David Aja correct and Abbas uh, Gortimer Gibbons Life on Normal Street This is a mouthful <laughs> <laughs> And I recommended a movie called Coherence It's uh, directed by James Ward Burkert And that's a round of recommendations We'll be taking a quick break And we back with our main topic That we're going to discuss Our favourite Star Wars moments Back again on IBM Likes And now we move on to the part we really actually yes. excited about Which is like <laughs> trying to get this out of our system So now it's May the 4th It's Star Wars Day yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about Star Wars And uh, yes, <laughs> That was my yeah. imitation of a Star Wars theme John Williams just Are we all just going to imitate themes that Because if you play the real one we'll be sued So we have to Can you do the Imperial March? Yes Do it Okay, that's good. <laughs> the best part you is can go on forever. I'm pretty sure they don't want to listen to this. They do want to listen to this. So currently, we were talking about uh, before we even came in. We were talking about Star Wars a lot, and uh, what what would you start off with, Alika? Your favorite moment from all of Star Wars? Oh, and we're counting like even the in TV shows, like if you want to count Clone Wars or uh, okay. Rebels. Uh, okay, you're gonna, you may hate me a little bit, but I'm going to say uh, one of my favorite moments was from episode one, The Phantom Menace. Ooh. Please don't sick on me That's later. Okay. That's okay. okay. That movie has yeah. good moments. Yeah. Very accepting okay. of look, everyone. Look, that pod racing scene was wow. so good. <laughs> I don't know. It was like you just no. lost me at pod racing. If you said that mall fighting scene at the end, I'd be like, I, gonna, I forgive you. It's I was okay. going to get to that second. But okay, look. The pod racing was okay. no. It was great. Okay, I had video games where I was playing pod racing, and I used to play that game like at least ten hours a day. It was so cool. What okay? was cool about it? Come on. I was so young when I watched it. And that then, was cool. That yeah. was cool. <laughs> so you're young and impressionable, and you'll take up anything that's done in the name of sci-fi, right? Ah uh, no! I mean, come on. The racing and the and everybody like trying to sabotage each other during the race was amazing. Oh, that scene where Jaja Bings drops his pana in for the not Jaja Bings. Okay, I did not mention Jaja Bings. Okay, those uh, so words did not come out of my mouth. They came out of Naveen's mouth. Please go after him. You sir things. So uh, that was your favorite Board moment. Racing. No, it's one what, of one of the okay. Okay, yeah. Better the second moment better be. Good. Yeah. Oh, am I supposed to give all the moments right now? Because I have like a lot. Well, all let's the moments do, are in Abbas's family. Top. <laughs> let's do like top three. Okay. 
ंड upside down he stands on one hand right before that oh, uh, yeah, sequence yeah. right 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 i don't know i found that whole scene like little chilling especially that line do okay. or do not there's no try uh you know in that in that same sequence uh so yoda then brings out the x-wing yeah, yeah. and then uh, luke says i can't believe that and then yoda says which is why you fail and that, that's <laughs> such a such yeah. a that for yeah. me was like oh yeah. damn it's that like, yoda never came back really in the movies actually no. yeah, yeah. yeah. it never did Good old puppet Yoda. Yeah, man, that was good. Good times. Frank Oz, the yes. great Frank Oz. Mm, yes. All right. So, so do I get to go now? Yeah, okay, you get I was to waiting go. for my turn. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. But so, remember, I am also left. <laughs> yeah, of course. So I'll try and space out uh, moments from the prequels, original trilogy, and the recent ones. So I'll start with the most recent iconic Star Wars moment. Uh, the moment in Episode Seven when Kylo and Rey are having the fight in the uh, in the snow, hmm. and the lightsaber is 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 in the snow, hmm. and Kylo tries to go for it, and the lightsaber wobbles a little bit, and you feel what's going to happen is the lightsaber going to go to Kylo? Is Luke going to return? Yeah, just, my first thought was Luke is going to show up <laughs> for me too, but. it flies into ray's hand and that is such, such an amazing yeah, moment yeah. like yeah. it was moments like those that i missed in the prequels which just mm. gave you goosebumps that hero hero's journey kind of a thing mm. like it pretty much marked the arrival of ray as the character to look forward, to, look forward to. to yeah and then of course she kicks kaloren's butt right after that so that is one really iconic moment The other one, uh, I'm gonna just jump around in episode three, Revenge of the Sith, hmm. when uh, Palpatine announces the uh, uh, the establishment of the first Galactic Empire. Hmm. Padme sitting there with yes, um, uh, uh, with uh, uh, I, I, I lose my thought with C3PO and um, Leia's Leia's adopted father. Uh, General Organa, Organa, General Organa, yeah, yeah. Uh, Padme, and C-3PO, and uh, Palpatine announces uh, the Galactic Empire, and and Padme just says, and everybody is applauding this great move, mm. and Padme just looks at at this and says, so this is how liberty dies <laughs> with a thunderous applause. Yeah, and there have been so many political moments in the past one year or so that I've found that moment to be Correct. very, uh, mm. you know, very accurate. So that's another moment. Um, so every time somebody claps for a joke at a comedy show, liberty <laughs> <laughs> just died a little bit, guys. Liberty just died. <laughs> so not at all pertinent to real life issues happening in different parts exactly, of the world currently. Yeah. George Lucas did not foresee this foresee at this all. <laughs> Uh, the third would be uh, when Leia chokes Jabba the Hutt in yes, Return of the Jedi. Yes, that was totally going to be because it's it's almost like uh, she's getting all this frustration out of him dressing her like a slave, mm. and she takes the initiative and just chokes the shit out of him. Mm. That's a very therapeutic moment <laughs> <laughs> in Leia's life. I think she's just getting and all yeah, like Jabba as a character does not say anything, like n- nothing coherent rather. Yeah, <laughs> and we still hate him so much because exactly. he's a fat blob. Of he's a slug, like he's a yeah. slimy slug. Yeah. That. And the last one, a very cliche one, but uh, I saw this moment without having known uh, anything about Star Wars. The "I am your father" moment. I feel like mm. that Empire may be a spoiler. 
No, now everybody knows. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> but exactly because when I saw Empire Strikes Back for the first time, I hadn't, I didn't know the twist. Mm. So for me, it was like, re- like what? Like no, that? I knew the twist before. Because okay. a lot of people have been spoiling it for years. Exactly. Now. Yeah. yeah Every true. pop culture reference to Star Wars has to have right. and your father reference. Right. So I knew it that you know that was going to say that line to Luke. Right. But I was into it two movies down, right? Right. And I was like, okay, I'm so invested in this movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out this, anyways. But the way I found out, like, I was so invested in Luke's character, and as this story arc progressed and mm-hmm. he became from an underdog to someone who really went right. and fought with the, the Dark Lord right. himself right. I think yeah that was turning point but I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Jabba the Hutt because the whole scene where first Harrison Ford is like Han Solo is taken to the to, to surrender and Carbonite, he's uh, Carbonite, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then my favorite scene over there obviously is we looks at Leia and says uh, no Leia ah, looks at him and yeah, says I love course. you and he says I know and I then he know. goes down I'm like oh, oh. <laughs> still, my I'm still getting good. Yeah, of course. And when obviously the turning karam comes around and Luke helps in rescuing them, and he gets choked, I'm like, and also because the more you look at how Java was built back hmm. then, there was no CGI, right? Right. Exactly. And, and like Lucas tried that with the with the re-upload where he tried to put Java walking next to Han Solo in yeah, a, in a mm-hmm. and it was like bad. Obviously. That was so weird. So there were four guys inside the Java hut yeah, controlling well, everything for from the his eye, for, for his the pipe peel. blowing. Also, one guy was like literally smoking inside. <laughs> <laughs> so the Jabba can smoke and everything yeah. and that was amazing guys yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that in itself uh, kind of brings together what Star Wars is like the universe was not made up but more like they made it along as they went yeah, along and yeah, they invested yeah, yeah. themselves so much in it yeah. they had to care for it so even Darth Vader we love him so much because we gave so much time giving a shit about his character and if the if the prequels had done it right we would have probably loved him even more. Yeah, that's true. True. But then Rogue One did a great uh, tribute oh, to I the know character. what you're talking about. Yes. And uh, the, my favorite. The, the last fifteen and minutes. This, is, this uh. might this is probably might be the favorite scene of all time in all of Star Wars when he literally wreaks havoc and tears yeah, everyone yeah, a new yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> While like trying to obviously have the plans back, but that that's how Revenge of the Sith should have ended, ended with, yeah. with with Darth yeah. Vader just destroying instead of that stupid no thing that yeah. Vader does. No. <laughs> That was that was pathetic, but but yeah, that Rogue One scene. Yeah, even even though it seems very put on and just added to give the story a little bit of an uplifting thing, but still, dude, that it was because it's. It's shot also very beautifully, right? Yes, like first is. you see there's na- darkness, and then yeah. he starts breathing, yeah. and then, and then, then, then that one, yeah, blows. that's the first oh. lightsaber. I saw it in IMAX, and I was like, oh my god, the collective <laughs> sigh in that theater. Everybody lost their shit. Yeah, everybody, yeah, and yeah, he yeah, is yeah. just going berserk, tearing everybody up, lifting them up, and that is classic that way, though. And I love that scene for that. And that uh, that was. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt <laughs> trying to take revenge of the Sith. Uh, <laughs> So that's pretty much our recommendations uh, and right. uh, our favorite scenes from Star Wars. Uh, May the Fourth is a very important day for a lot of us nerds because we'll go back now and watch some more of, of Star Wars. With that Rogue One scene. With that Rogue One scene. <laughs> yeah. And any other moment you want to throw in just for like. I love the moment where uh, Luke finally unmasks Darth Vader at the end mm. when he's, you know, about to pop it. <laughs> It's called dying. The okay. Dark Lord. I'm just popped <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I was he trying some acid man, and then the dark side was so colorful. Yeah. man I was like, what? Oh, I was like, what? I could see stars and stuff. Okay. Oh, what are we doing in space? <laughs> I'm not gonna use any more euphemisms ever again. Maybe you should just pop some acid and go into a galaxy far, far away. Whatever. I really like that scene. That. <laughs> I really like that yeah. scene because it was super emotional. Yeah. And true. it made Darth Vader like. 
a human i mean he was at that point luke's father he hmm. was not darth vader and that's what hidden christensen will look when he's older <laughs> oh god yeah. no don't want to think about that But even hidden christensen dude like i see he's so awkward in generally came back for the for the 40th oh, celebration yeah, and he was yeah, like yeah. guys you still love me oh my god i'm just like oh man but the final people still give a shit about me i think in episode 3 hidden christensen is still bearable episode 2 mm. is he's just creepy oh, no. also no, okay, because even mcgregor is kicking everybody's ass in episode 3 he Ooh. takes Even McGregor reminds me one moment that I kind of forgot in the very first 1977 Star Wars when they go to the Mos Eisley Cantina hmm. and Luke orders a drink and there's this guy who just comes and is like I don't like you and at that moment the old Alec again is uh, Yoda uh, Yoda I'm saying uh, Obi Wan comes and cuts his hand off right <laughs> and so in the original trilogy we never really saw the badass side of Obi Wan in hmm. that one moment we kind of see that like yeah. yes I am calm yes I am a Jedi yes I am yeah. Zen but if you push my buttons I'm gonna cut your hand off. That was that was pretty cool. Mm. There's a theme about cutting hands off yeah, in Star is. Wars. Yeah, there is an entire video essay on just hands in Star Wars. Please link that to me at some point. There's also a GIF where like Luke's hand gets cut <laughs> off and uh, Mask Katana comes and pops <laughs> and she carries the hand the saber and goes. Yeah, she, she gives yeah, it to Ray years later. Yeah. All right, so that's uh, I think we can yeah, never we stop talking about Star Wars if we go on. There's like so much of it. Rebels is also a great show, by it's the way. Show, I just want to yes, drop in yes. and say that I have watched all three seasons of Rebels that are out right now. Yeah. In fact, Rebels is a great show. You can watch Rebels uh, if you kind of want to bridge the gap between uh, uh, Rogue uh, episode. Three Rogue One and the original trilogy. Also, Clone Wars Clone is Wars. amazing. Hmm. One thing about Clone Wars I want to mention is that the prequels, as bad as they were, or as much as we hate them, it actually did have some very interesting villains which didn't get enough screen time, hmm. like Grievous, Dooku, hmm. uh, Darth Maul. They all. Super cool bad guys, but they never got screen yeah. time, and they get a lot of screen time and arcs in Clone, Clone Wars. Wars so check out Clone Wars if you want to see these characters being fleshed out. And like, even the Grievous fight scene with Obi Wan was really nice. Like in oh, terms yes, of yes, its yes, execution, it was. was done very well. And yeah, so I think we should really stop. Right <laughs> One more mention of For any the other character, we'll be like, yeah. So that is uh, that is our uh, recommendation. Show, Once yes. again, we'll take a round of recommendations. What we covered. Oh, I uh, recommended Hawkeye, a comic book by Matt Fraction and. David Aja. Uh, I recommended uh, Gotham McGibbon's Life on Normal Street on Amazon Prime. Okay, and I recommended the movie Coherence came out in 2013 and uh, all our recommendations are obviously from certified sources so you can trust us to not let you waste your time. And that's it that's uh, that's us from sure. IVM Likes. So if you like this episode uh, we are obviously all over the internet. So you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, IVM Podcast is the name. Uh, you can tweet to us and tell us your recommendations what you want us to talk about if you want to. and uh, check my show out it's called keeping it queer and it's all over the internet again my facebook page is navin narona my twitter page is no_rona alex uh you can find me on twitter at capefoxalex spelled a l i x okay and i am at a boss moment that's a b b a s m o m i n give me some abbas moment <laughs> and that's our show guys thank you so much and we'll see you next week Good evening ladies and gentlemen this is your captain speaking sorry to say but there's been a slight delay due to the apocalypse having suddenly begun as you can see there's death destruction and chaos taking place all around us but don't you worry food and drinks will be served shortly and i would recommend checking out IVM podcasts to get some of your favorite indian podcasts we'll keep you going till this whole thing blows over thank you